This is a podcast by The Straits Times. This is Asian Insider and I'm Nirmal Ghosh. Now, protests in Thailand demanding resignation of the government and more critically reform of the monarchy have been around since mid to late July, but have now deepened considerably and escalated to a crisis point. The government has been progressively cracking down. It has imposed a state of emergency. Its latest target this week, this past week has been the media. Prime Minister Prayut Chan-o-Cha has refused to resign. And we should note that while the government is an elected one, Prime Minister Prayut is a former general who as army chief removed an elected government in a coup d'etat in 2014. As we have discussed before on Asian Insider, this round of protest and unrest is over pent-up grievances and is also distinctly different from previous ones. Unlike what was once referred to in a Bangkok newspaper as rural hordes descending on Bangkok, this round shows no such cultural and geographic division. We have students across the board, including in the capital, at the core of this round of protest. Students who were largely apathetic in more recent rounds of anti-government or thinly-veiled anti-monarchy protests. We have 14-year-old schoolboys and schoolgirls protesting. So as this situation inevitably becomes more and more tense and explosive to help walk us through what is going on and what we may expect in one of the largest economies in Southeast Asia, and also, by the way, a key U.S. ally in the region, we have joining us today Professor Vengrat Netipo from Chulalongkorn University in Bangkok and my colleague, Straits Times Indochina Bureau Chief Tan Hu Yi, also in Bangkok. Many thanks to both of you for making the time to join us today. Hello. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. So, so Ajahn Vengrath, if I may start by asking you, was the crackdown that we saw in recent days, you know, the use of water cannons and so forth, was that a turning point? Could you sort of explain the dynamics of the situation and what is the mood there at the moment? Oh, yes, it was. It was a very good turning point. And although we could probably see a lot more turning points in the near future, but because on Friday, October 16, 16, the crackdown made the protester, these inexperienced protester, feel the real sense of fighting, feel the physical real sense of fighting because they've been uh, participating in uh, on internet for a long while. But this and also they gather together for a while and and quickly. But on Friday, they could sense uh, and they could really tell that the state was their enemy in the physical world. So um, the dynamic went to, you know, a brief moment of uh, fear, uh, depressing and worried to the high spirited again within, you know, 24 hours. Like on Saturday, many people gather and they did not tell where they would gather until like one hour before the gathering time. Several thousand people gather in Lat Prao, north of Bangkok, uh, which, you know, the police force could not came in time before they dispersed within like uh, 8 p.m. And then we all expected that they would rest at least for Sunday. But again, on Sunday, they came and they announced the place of gathering an hour before while the police force standing by at the Lat Prao came as previous day, but they came at the Victory Monument in a side of Bangkok, and we could see even more people gather on Sunday. And not only that site, but also several other sites in Bangkok, as well as other provinces. 
So in a sense, like they only they recover their energy quickly and they became more energetic. They became more fearless again and restless again. And even on Monday, three days after that, they also gather again without telling where to go until just yesterday that they said, okay, wait for a big surprise. And at the end, big surprise was, let's get rest today. Until then, it's like four days of uh, gatherings in different places and having more and more people, especially on Sunday, um, there were so many people. But uh, inside the protesters, there were no particular leaders, like they, they called out, everyone was leader, everyone was least the leader. So in a sense, it had no direction, it didn't, didn't have different uh, demands from before, but obviously it had a mood of fighting and fearless and um, uh, supporting each other. But intellectually, I think they're confused. They started to, con to be confused. They started to ask for what the future would be. What is the best way to solve this? What would it end? So that kind of mood started among the protesters. I see. Hu Yi, um, what has been the government's uh, tactics and stance so far? Has it evolved? And if so, how? Well, Mr. Prayuth has said that he is ready to repeal the declaration of serious emergency in Bangkok and a special parliament session will be held from Monday. That's an important step to lower the political temperature. As you know, last Friday was the first time Thailand deployed water cannons and that sparked outrage that brought even more people onto the streets. But as Ajahn Mirat said, uh, the protest leaders have announced many different venues at the last minute and these demonstrations dispersed within hours, so that makes it very difficult for the police to keep up. But the police have continued arresting protest leaders after each of these demonstrations. Uh, one thing to note is that whenever a venue is announced, the government suspends the metro and sky train services at these places, but it treads a fine line because uh, Thailand's GDP is expected to contract by more than 7% this year, and the government is trying to revive the long-stay tourist market. A disproportionate response to these protests might affect consumer confidence as well as investor confidence. I see. Achan Vingrat, what are the possible ways? Okay, so there's a special parliament session, so this is a test of parliament, but what are the possible ways out of this which will avoid a violent end like we have seen before, unfortunately? Is there room Critically, is there room for compromise or is this still seen as a zero-sum game? Quite well, good point. I think um, at the beginning or last week, we couldn't see the way out. We couldn't, have, we couldn't see the possibility for a compromise. But uh, as you know, 7 p.m. today, uh, Prime Minister Prayut just said uh, he, would leave, he would leave the emergency decree soon. But uh, he wouldn't tell, you know, he didn't tell that uh, what or when he would leave the emergency decree. If he leave the emergency decree and start to discuss with some of the leaders, I think that would be the way of compromise. I think in by nature, uh, um, Thai people, they um, have a tendency to, to compromise. And I think that one way, and I'm still hope at the parliamentary section, 
which will be held next week, will be a place to discuss away because before they stopped, you know, the, the pro proposal of amendment of the constitution and that made the protesters got more angry and wanted to protest more and demand even more. So that kind of uh, demanding for the government to decide for uh, the government to stop uh, intimidating uh, students and uh, stop and, and start to amend the constitution, I think that's possible from uh, discussion. But again, since you asked about uh, zero-sum game, let's look at the government side. I talk about the mood, feeling, and the dynamic of uh, the protesters. Look at the government side or the authority. Um, I think I'm here in Thailand. I couldn't say much about the monarchy, but if you follow the, the monarchy news, I, the king and the queen still perform their duty as usual. Like uh, they went to uh, northeastern region and gave a degree to university students and uh, meeting with a lot of uh, people. And we could see that there were many people, thousand people wearing red shirt and some wearing a scarf uh, uh, for attending to the king and the queen. So uh, that kind of mood, just like parallel world in Bangkok and in uh, northeastern region, uh, meaning that um, the demand, one of the demands that uh, the protesters had for reforming the monarchy, this, um, uh, it doesn't seem to reach any compromising point or going the way that we could see the compromised uh, 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 way out. So um, if the students keep demanding on this without um, lower down the demand or changing some items, some subjects inside this demand, that probably would uh, will be zero sum game and that's difficult to, to find a possibility. I see. Fascinating. Hui Yi, back to you. You mentioned uh, the economy briefly and, uh, you know, there have also been parallels drawn between these protests and those in Hong Kong. Uh, in fact, tactically, they seem quite similar to Hong Kong. And there's been concern that these may impact the Thai economy like they have in Hong Kong. And of course, the Thai economy is not in good shape anyway because of the collapse of tourism, especially from China on account of the pandemic. So do you see this having an additional and lasting impact? Well, um, in Hong Kong last year, we, short, we saw shops being vandalized, uh, petrol bombs being thrown, and police used live bullets. I don't think Thailand is there yet. Uh, these demonstrations have largely been peaceful, except for some brief scuffles with royalist groups. And police have come out to debunk rumors on social media that they intend to use live ammunition. The protest leaders are also constantly reminding supporters not to be violent, and to stop violence as soon as they encounter it. They are quite aware that the violence will make them lose legitimacy. So there's not going to be, as you know, an extraordinary parliamentary session starting from Monday to discuss the protesters' demand for constitutional reforms. That's an important way to keep the negotiation channels open and to avoid a scenario where protesters feel that they have no options left on the table. Right, Ajahn Bingrat, I'll give you the last word, if I may, just for 30 seconds. What do you feel? Do you feel sort of optimistic that this will be worked out? There will be, number one, some genuine reform, which will move oh, Thailand forward, out, well, out of this cycle, or 
Yeah, at least, at least I still hope it would be this way. Uh, there wouldn't be a call for uh, military force yet, not yet, unlike 2010. You know? So um, I hope, and the police now realize that using the force to uh, stop the protest, just disperse them for a while and even keep them coming back even larger numbers. So I think uh, this lesson should keep the authority to know that the only way is uh, to discuss, to talk, to, to end it peaceful way. Ajahn Biengra, thank you very much. Kapun Makap, take care of yourself thank out you. there. Thank you for your time today. And Hu Yi, thank you very much as well. Look after yourself out there. So amid this deepening and clearly escalating conflict, there is some breathing space coming up with the extraordinary session of parliament. We one will have to wait and see if this is uh, a genuine uh, space for discussion and uh, compromise going forward or whether the, the two parties, the protesters demanding reform and the government are as obdurate as they have been thus far in this confrontation. For Asian Insider, I'm Nirmal Ghosh. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.